Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on my personal opinion. So take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Thanks. These days, small business owners are busier than ever, and spending time searching for the right candidates can feel like you're just taking time away from growing your business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash helpmebeme. That's linkedin.com slash helpmebeme to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hi friends, uh, this is Sarah May and this is a reflection episode really about, I guess, fostering originality and creativity and authenticity. Because I think there's something about us innately, if we're just a participant in culture, we tend to edit ourselves or reduce ourselves to kind of acclimate to the norm. And what happens is we lose the range of What makes a person vibrant and colorful and weird and cool and special? All of that juice and that color is is what we kind of have intact when we're little kids and it slowly just kind of gets washed out a little bit. So this is a, a reflection on, I guess, how to resist that as you become an adult and as you continue to be an adult and I guess how to reverse that that force, that unconscious force that we're all affected by. It's cool to meet characters. I think it's like, for me, it feels like air, just being around people who are weird and themselves and unique and offbeat. I mean, it's offbeat and weird only because I feel like most people reduce it by nature, just their idiosyncrasies and the th- the passions and joys that they find special just because of their interests growing up, the things that they wear that are just unique to them. I like look for that stuff. That stuff just brings so much depth and nuance to life. I think we just need more of that instead of more sameness. So that's what inspired this episode. It can be really stressful to even think about tackling your stress. With New Mood, you'll take the journey to mental wellness one step at a time. Their guided approach teaches you the power of shifting your mindset in just a few minutes a day. 
Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash help me be me. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash help me be me. One size does not fit all. You can navigate the program at your own pace, and you'll also have the support of a coach along the way. With New Mood, taking care of your mental wellness is empowering. They'll help you better understand your personal relationship with stress and anxious thoughts, so you can take control, build resilience, and develop coping mechanisms that actually work. All you need is 10 minutes a day, and it's an app, so it's there for you anytime, anywhere. Worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash help me be me. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash help me be me. This is a power up episode in that it is not super structured and it's it's really just a reflection on an idea. Um, and I, it's about how to grow being your authentic self and how to foster and even know who that self is because there's something that happens when people become a mass you know like a, a populace in that we innately lean toward sameness it's almost like an inherent instinct we want to resist anything that pushes us outside the bounds of what we see in everyone in common you know there's this powerful source of acculturation that we experience just from experiencing media, you know, from ingesting things from a, what I would call a massive speakerphone. So by making certain images more pervasive, we create norms. And because those are consumed on a mass level, they become ideals. And this leads to us basically feeling that those are correct, feeling that those are better somehow because they're the ones everyone sees. And so we start to unconsciously just push ourselves to be more like those ideals. And so I would say this is my reflection on um, inviting you all to lean into the things that make you different, that you think that no one else thinks. And just for the sake of restoring some part of yourself that is lost just via the exposure to media norms, you know? And <clears throat> this is in part inspired by the great Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who I'm obsessed with, as you may know by now. Um, and she talks about like, how, you know, when people ask her how to be famous and how to be award-winning, she says, be the first, the only, the last, something like that. In other words, be the best at being yourself and resist being squished into the box of sameness because and it's hard to do all that it's it's like it's almost like falling backwards a little bit because we have to go against what you know i mean we have like a biological inclination to do what everybody else does i don't know if you guys have seen that old hidden camera show thing where there's a guy in the elevator and everybody in the elevator is an actor and everybody turns around at the same time and the guy turns around at the same time because he feels like he has to because everybody else is doing it. It's like it's, it's wired into us. But, you know, there will be times in your life where you feel differently and you don't want to do what everybody else does and it'll feel really uncomfortable to be yourself. 
and you will feel unsure of your own opinion, of your own words, of your thoughts, of your feelings. And you will have times when everybody else tells you you're crazy for thinking what you think. And they will tell you you're being irrational for feeling how you feel. And it can be exhausting to be you, to honor yourself. And it'll feel exhausting. Like you don't want to have to say what you feel. You'll, you'll, like it'll make people mad at you or disappointed in you. And it will threaten the source of love you get. But even still, it's important to honor yourself and stand by yourself. Even when it's not popular. And even when you're wrong, you know. And in that moment, it's okay. I'm not saying like deliberately lie. I'm saying like if you stand up for yourself and you're wrong and you find out like, oh, I didn't, I was incorrect. That's okay. Stand by yourself in that moment because that's one of those moments that can be the hardest to be in your own skin. And I think one of the the ways you can tell you are mature is in that moment if you're able to acknowledge it, own it, say it, apologize, and immediately let go of it and forgive yourself because it happens. I mean, maybe you don't let go of it immediately, but you try to, but just owning it and forgiving yourself, I think is like one of the most powerful things you can do as just being a friend to you, being a supporter of you. And how do you continue to grow your, I guess, authentic voice and your ability to even be yourself and know who you are? Be consistent, meaning like be the same you in all spheres. Be just as loud and funny and offbeat or even keel even wherever you are. Be the same person with all the different people in your life. And that is how you start to grow confidence and I guess a wholeness of voice. Your voice gets louder the more you're able to just be that person and not apologize and not shift it and not change it, not alter it. I feel like that took me, I think, up until probably the last five years to to really grow into because I think I had, I don't know, so many different hats, so many different selves in so many different areas of my life and it really, I didn't realize it. It just watered me down. Felt like I had to hide a part of myself in this room and alter a part of myself in this room and now that I'm the same self in all rooms I feel really good about that self I feel much more in my own skin it's like you don't realize how much it takes you out of your own footing to alter a part of yourself for a specific audience you know so I have a couple of little tools in this episode um I mean it's really as I said (laughs) more, more of a casual reflection So here's some tools. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls may make straight hair limp and greasy. I personally have very fine Asian hair, and that means that it's almost impossible to do anything with it. It's always leaning towards the greasy side. And for the most part, any products, including conditioner, are just going to increase that factor. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. It smells amazing, by the way. First, pros starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. They ask you really unexpected things like, 
do exercise, like stuff about your like where you live, like any of the pollution factors around where you live. I mean, it's super in depth. And then they analyze all your answers and they determine exactly what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of your custom routine. So I got my hair goals covered. I invite you to do the same. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash helpmebeme. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash helpmebeme for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to have delicious but balanced dishes. Take homemade plant-based meals to the next level with Green Chef's plant-powered options. Or want to watch your carb intake? Their keto and paleo options will give you the premium proteins and vital veggies you need to conquer your day. Green Chef is also the first USDA certified organic meal kit, so you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they came from. Green Chef is also the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic use and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Enjoy your greens while being green. Go to greenchef.com slash helpmebeme125 and use code helpmebeme125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash helpmebeme125 and use code helpmebeme125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. So here's some tools on this topic in particular. And before I go into them, I just want to say, no one will protect and stand up for you in a lot of areas in your life, but you. And I don't mean that in a dire or sad way. I just mean it in a practical kind of truth way, you know, and that's just because it's not on people's radar. I think when you're younger, we think like, oh, they know how I feel and they're thinking of me and they're they're just looking for an opportunity to do, you know, put, give me a reward and celebrate me. And it's like, and then you grow up and you realize like everyone's dealing with their own shit. <laughs> They're in their own heads thinking about their own baggage and their own to-do list. And they just, they forget. They don't think about your needs and they don't prioritize. And I just mean they generically. I mean, in a work situation, I mean, sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's coworkers, sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's partners, but you really, it's, I'm just saying it's really important to advocate for yourself because it's not on people's radar to look out for you all the time. And it, and unless, you know, unless you're a parent watching your child in amazement, I think parents are pretty much watching their children all the time and being like, they're so cool and funny and interesting. But if it's not that situation, most people are not watching you and thinking, I'm going to make sure they are championed, you know? And that's not a bad thing. It's just because people are busy doing their own shit and they're dealing with their grocery list and thinking about what they're going to pack in their kids' lunches, etc. So this is all just to say, keep it in your pocket. This, this statement as just another reason why you need, need to continue to stand up for yourself and think about your own interests and really draw firm boundaries um, and do your own PR, you know? You are the only one who is there in your life to do that. So do it. 
and don't hold back and don't feel weird about it and don't feel selfish about it. Don't make yourself more quiet or more passive and think, am I asking too much? I shouldn't bother people. I should just suck it up. You get what you ask for. So make sure you are asking for enough in all spheres. Ask for what you want and don't feel bad about that. Don't apologize. And I would say we very much dictate our own worth and also state to others our truest value. And, I, and our actions and our words are kind of the front lines of our cachet and our swagger and how we are understood and interpreted by others and including how we are treated by others. So <clears throat> I would say a great way to see this in action, this thing I'm trying to describe, which is so kind of amorphous. If you think about like some of the best character actors out there, there's nothing inherently, you know, significant about them. If you just look at them, just if you were to, you know, not know anything about them and just see them from the outside, you would say like, yeah, looks like a regular person. There's nothing special, nothing unique. Everything is brought about from the inside out. You know, their power, their essence, their beauty, their talent, their spirit, their entertainment value, their everything is coming from the inside. And the same is true for you. Even though you're not a character actor, I mean, maybe you are. That works doubly for this explanation if you are. But even if you are, all of your power, your beauty, your magic is coming from inside and your energy. And the more you can own it, the more you can harness it, the stronger it becomes. Like the more you tune into it, you respect it, you use it, the stronger it becomes, the, the bigger your essence becomes. So I'm saying you must be the one to recognize it. Because if you give it to someone else to recognize for you, they're controlling you and your worth. Your happiness and your worth become reliant on the spigot that is this other person's opinion. And they can just as easily shut it off or just turn it on a tiny little drip and it just, then they shut it off and then you feel shitty again. So it's like, you don't want to be controlled by somebody else. It happens to a lot of us though. So just, we need to be embodied. We need to own our own magic, our own beauty and be connoisseurs and appreciators of it. So that's the goal. And that is gives you all the more reason to advocate for yourself and really appreciate and enjoy your own gifts so that you can see them and promote them to others and, you know, foster them like, you know, learning to play an instrument almost. So here's a, here a little couple little tools for you on this topic. First one is a gratitude entry. I, I'm sure you've never heard of this tool before ever just kidding guys sarcasm um okay so this is a special version of a gratitude one i want you to do an entry this is one you may not think to write yourself uh this is a tool i'm addressing to my fellow short end of the stickers out there meaning you are a person who always kind of short changes yourself and <clears throat> does things at the cost of yourself in service of others um so if you are that type of person, it's constantly saying like, but I don't need, but I'm, no, no, but I don't need that. I want you to, to do a gratitude entry. Give gratitude for a moment that you pushed yourself into the discomfort of standing by yourself. Like of maybe that's standing your ground. Maybe that's expressing a need. Maybe that's drawing a boundary. And 
<clears throat> I'm asking you to write a gratitude on that because it's it's very confusing and conflicting to kind of stay in a negative moment. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of us probably talks ourselves out of a feeling of this isn't this needs to change. This makes me unhappy, you know? Because we think like, oh, I'm just being negative. I don't want to invite negativity in my life. It's not easy to do that. It's much easier to pretend you don't have the need and ignore it. Or just deal with it yourself and not ask for anything from anybody else. So if you are able to do that and like lean into that friction of, you know, I have a need and this is this need is pushing against a wall and I need to stand up for myself and demand that the need is met. So if you have a moment like that, or I should say the next time you have a moment like that of when you are staking claim to something for yourself, I want you to do a gratitude journal entry on it and I celebrate you. And I want you to know that signals you are growing and changing and that there is a core muscle beneath that follow through that is much stronger than you can see it is right now. So just keep doing what you're doing and foster that current in yourself because that is a self-protective instinct. It's not like a being difficult, um, I'm trying to hurt other people instinct. That is a honoring self, I, I am respecting myself instinct. And that's a good energy. That's a, that's a positive, healthy instinct right there. Don't confuse it with, am I just looking at for things to be unhappy about? No. When we can force change, we are happier as a result of it. And we feel like, yeah, I am important. Damn it. All right. That's the first tool. <clears throat> Pardonnez-moi. Second one is a journal entry. Um, okay. So the goal is to strive for the place in your life where you are not afraid to be yourself. And that is a simple and clear goal. And yet not many of us say that. I think a lot of us put things in our journal like, I want to be skinnier next year or I want to have I want to have achieved this award. I have a lot of people put I want my TED talk. <laughs> I want so and so to love me. I want to have a relationship. I want to have, you know, an apartment, whatever it is. So I'm going to challenge you to create a journal entry and set a goal that is purely self-supporting and involving a goal of self-knowledge. And the reason I want you to do this is because, mark my words, plant seeds and they will grow. You won't see them growing because they grow really slowly and you're not always staring at that spot in the earth. But, and it won't feel like a moment, you know, it won't feel like it like in even a month or, you know, two months. It will feel like nothing is happening. But as you get older, you will start to look back and you'll see these full grown plants along your path in your journey and it's really cool so it's like all of those seeds you plant all of these little goals you set they actually grow so set the right ones I used to struggle with bulimia and body dysmorphia I mean <clears throat> to the point where it was like hours out of my day was just spent like measuring you know a slave being a slave to the scale put it that way and one of the things that was hardest to set for me was a goal to love my body no matter what that was it. The goal was, I want to not care about this crap anymore. I want this to not own my focus anymore. That is a very, this is a similar goal to that. Because if you set that goal, it means you're relinquishing control, you know, in many ways of like, 
the day of today and right now. You're letting go of like how something happens, which is the most important part. So know that it's not your job to figure out how all of this stuff comes about. It's your job just to have the right intention for yourself and for your own happiness. So I would just start there. I mean, for this, for me, that was one of the biggest seeds I planted and it grew and thank fucking God it grew because, oh, what a different life it is just to have that energy back, just to have that, you know, job. That was my job for half of my life. I mean, other seeds that you plant could be unrelated to anything that's like possibly killing you. I mean, you could plant something like, um, I want to have a, a side hustle that makes me happy and feel, makes me feel excited about life, whatever it is. Um, for me, that was one of, one of my things was this podcast. I, that was my, one of the tiny seeds I planted and it's taken years, but look, it's grown into something. That's really cool. So whatever you are choosing to bring out in yourself, know that it will blossom and make sure that it's something that will make you happy in the long run and not just make others do something for you or not just make others think something of you, you know? It's got to be something that will reward you from the inside as well. Um, All right, a couple more little tools. This next one is a, I mean, it's in lots of episodes I've done, but I think it's really helpful just to remember, I guess it's a visualization, that bitter bitterness is a block. So you can think of it as like a kind of a, a sharp granite looking, you know, spiky kind of like, like a kidney stone perhaps. It's like a spiky little rock. Bitterness, when it forms in our person, any kind of bitterness. So if you get into that energy of jealousy, resent, crankiness, it's, or this is what will stop us from being able to innovate or expand or, or learn anything new. And we can also not receive the energy of negativity really like keeps us from ourselves, not with ourselves. And this is when we cannot give birth creatively or access our most genuine beauty and happiness. So if you are feeling bitter or smaller, know that this is where we are blocked from our vision. We're blocked from our wisest thinking and our flow. And this is where we will not be able to speak clearly, express clearly, or connect. So step one is to come back to love, to openness, to get unblocked, to come back to a sense of our own limitlessness. And so that's just step one. If you, if you feel bitter or small, step one, come back to your own sense of limitlessness. How? For me, a quick route there is play and laughter and joy and dance. I would say another step one is exercise. Another one is kind of, <clears throat> this is a super easy cheat, doing anything kind for others. And that is like a, almost like an injection of worthiness into your body. It's um, like, it also gives you a sense of gratitude. So that's like much, sounds really random and simple, but it, it levels you back to the ground once again, instead of making you feel below the ground. So like volunteering in some shape or form, donating in some, some shape or form, um, anything that's giving a gift to other people. And after I do whatever first step I've just described, I will do um, some gratitudes in a journal and also meditation. All of those combined can get you back to your own sense of like, ah, I'm 
I'm not shitty. I'm awesome. Okay. Where do we, what do we need to do now? Next you can go and like tackle that creative project, whatever it is. All right. The next tool is a, um, I guess it's a visualization as well. I'm going to ask you, is this 10 minutes or 10 years? I think one of the most important things about choosing right in our lives is recognizing the difference between fleeting happiness and long lasting happiness. Because what is 10 minutes of happiness is often instant. You know, it's something we could do right away. We get gratification immediately. But it's probably not something you're going to care about in even six months from now. The stuff that is long-term happiness creating is usually, it takes maintenance and it takes more effort. And it's kind of like, you know, growing a veggie garden going with the seed metaphor here it flourishes once it has really gotten rooted but it's you know you're gonna have to like pull weeds and you're gonna have to wait and so I think when you're approaching something in your life just start to gauge it its value to you based on that is this 10 minutes or is this 10 years all right the next tool is a I guess a tool for when you have thoughts of self-doubt or negativity because sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference. It's like, is this a self-protective thought or is this just a negativity thought? Is this just me trying to feel sad or is this me trying to protect myself and honor myself? So I think one way to gauge that or get closer to the answer is ask, who is this talking? And give each voice like kind of a tone, you know? I would say sometimes our oldest voices or our most self-sabotaging voices come up the most when we feel the most contentment or we feel the most stable and thriving. So usually that voice is coming in because it wants to restore you to an old place of safety that is actually discomfort. Hope that makes sense. And the next tool is called practicing embodiment. I would say there is a key element of bringing out your selfhood and that is just being embodied to be able to be in your body and enjoy it. So as a way to bring about a sense of embodiment, we must be able to own and learn to become conscious through our sensations in our body. And it's for us to own, not for anybody else, not in service of someone else, not, it, it should be not negating our participation. So <clears throat> by this, I mean, I want you to enact any kind of when just I think it's a mental shift more than anything else when you are let's say grooming or doing anything in service of your exterior I just want you to turn that around and think of it as a ritual of self-nurturing not as decoration and separateness not at the cost of this body but for this body so you know, whether that's the way you take a bath, the way you think about your time in the bath, the way you think about your time in the shower as this is a soothing practice for me and really savoring the senses through that experience. Sorry for the background noise. My dog just opened the door and then made a bunch of noise and then walked back out. Bastard. And on that last tool, I think that's also something that's really important for teenagers. I mean, as you're starting to grow up and experience your own body, it's like, I think we separate from it. We think of it as this object to use. And really, it should be more about, you know, traveling with this 
buddy, this being that's your friend, that's there to help you and carry your, your consciousness around through this experience that is life. And we have to really make sure it's happy and make sure we're, we're cleansing it and making sure it's healthy. So those are my tools. I hope this is an empowering episode. I hope it makes sense and um, you get something out of it. And before I close, I want to thank my latest Patreon sponsor, Amy. Thank you so much for your support. Anybody out there who has the means, donations really help out this show. If you don't have the means, totally understand it. If you could leave a review on iTunes or if you could share it with someone who needs it, that would help me as well. So in closing, I celebrate you and all that you bring into this world that is unique unto you. And as a parting thought, as a simple way to make a positive impact on this world, I would invite you to leave all you encounter with a laugh and a smile. And that will just make all of us happier. So I send you my love and don't forget to smile.